Hi everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to a very special docu-sweeties. We're two longtime friends to discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docu-series. Yes, through our own lens, which is sometimes salty, sometimes bitter, sometimes spicy, sometimes sweet, and today super luxurious as we are recording from the Langham of Pasadena as we are celebrating Wa's 40th birthday! Yay! So if you're watching on Patreon, we will see us just like in our little white nightgowns in a hotel room, honey, living our life, maybe not having the best sound, but also giving you an authentic experience. My loves, as we give you a brand new season and or maybe not, this, I don't know if it's a brand new season or not, but we'll tell you we're talking about Love After Lockup, Love During Lockup, season one or four, we don't know. I know. It is, for whatever WeTV does, it's season four, episode 23, Scam the Scammer. But in reality, it's Love During Lockup, season two, episode one. So okay, okay. this is what, it's a little confusing. So if you were all confused, like I just broke it down for you. Mm -hmm. It's it's all those things. It's mm -hmm. both season four and season one. It's okay. both episode 23 and episode one. Oh, okay. So... You know that's how that's what it is aren't you happy that you have law in your life wait did i say both season four and season two that's what i meant to say it's both season four and season two it's both episode 23 and episode one okay great so that's what's happening and we're going to give you the brand new couples except for one couple who's not brand new and you know like what i thought was a very fun episode you know like i love an introductory episode uh because i love getting into crazy people's lives. I mean, the first scene with our first couple was, I think, magical. So let's bring up, and this is Scam the Scammer again, Justine and Michael, honey. Justine and Michael. I love it. Justine has body yaddy 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 yeah, mm -hmm. like, yeah. like, I mean, all of the things. So, like, good for her. Mm -hmm. Good for her. So, she is a medication technician. I, I don't know what that means. I don't, she's not a nurse. Yeah, I think that, like, you might come, you know, there's so many different designations when it comes to nursing, like nurse practitioner and, you know. No, she's not a nurse. No, I she's know. She's a technician I, of some sort. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so sorry. Yes. In the field of healthcare, you know, like, there's hygiene dental hygiene there's so many like different things in healthcare so one thing i should have said healthcare but hers is just i think someone who specializes in dosing and or you know like making sure that people get their adequate dose of medication you know yeah it's like are you a pharmacy assistant do you work in the pharmacy like what i don't get it there's so many different roles within the healthcare profession that doesn't require a degree that they just like title whatever so you could just go to like you know some, yeah some kind of vocational school and get a get a degree and and usually do make a pretty good living as long as you continue to get more degrees and move yourself up but that's so that's what she does they're in pennsylvania and he was in prison for possession with intent to deliver like why can't they just like possession they never say exactly what the possession is of drugs with the intent to deliver so he was a drug dealer also how nice that he delivers he wasn't even a drug deal that he had to go pick up. It wasn't like yeah. intent to sell. It oh. was intent to deliver, which is like, you know, like it's like the Postmates version of drug dealing. So it's like. They do that now. When I lived in New York City, my weed guy used to deliver to me. 
Yeah, New York was always like that because like New York it was a crime delivery game. It was a crime. It was a crime to sell drugs to sell weed in New York City. Oh, I remember when it was a crime to yeah buy or sell weed in uh, California. I'm old. Yeah, but also what I'm saying is like when I went to live in New York City, it wasn't a crime in California anymore. So it was weird being there, being like, oh, it's an actually put people go to jail for this. Like it's weird. Oh, I get you. Um, Okay, so our first scene of Justini is that she is dress shopping with her mom and her daughter. So her mom is named Sherry and her daughter's name is something like Kylie, Kylie, Kylie. I'm not quite sure, honey. It's spelled crazy, but we also get views of her tats. She has this Bentley tattoo, my loves. I mean, it's just like the grill of a Bentley, like across her shoulder, you know? And it's just, it's, it's interesting because there's this, a adage, if you will. And I mean, I'm not saying this. If you if you have a tattoo, God bless. But the, I remember just like someone being like, well, you wouldn't put, don't get a tattoo because you wouldn't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. And she went and got a Bentley tattoo, which I was just like, oh, wow. Did she must, I mean, someone must have told her that. I mean, this must be like in regards to that. I thought so. Well, Oh, I've never heard any of those things. Oh, so okay. this is all like new information for me. I'm going to assume this child's name is Kylie. You know, Chris, as as Chris being somebody who has a name in which everyone can say, and so therefore they respect to a certain level, I will always try to figure out. I don't remember this scene, so I don't remember what the daughter's name is. But based on how it's spelled here, that looks like Kylie. Just like they're trying to be creative. You know how many people I know like decided to take the name Ashley and do very creative things with them? Do I agree with it? No. But they wanted a basic name and they just wanted to spell it differently. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So her daughter who is 17. Now, this is what my thing is. I think that, uh, what's her name? Justine is like half black, half white. I'm Mm -hmm. not quite sure. Mm -hmm. But like her mother thinks she's an absolute idiot. So no matter what half, she's like the whole is an idiot. Mm -hmm. The mother doesn't agree with this wedding doesn't agree with the fact that she's even marrying this person. And I think that Justine thinks like my daughter's grown. She's 17. I can move on and make poor choices. I have spent the last 17 years making decisions for my daughter. Now I'm going to make decisions for me. She loves a good looking bad boy. Mm -hmm. Um, So she, Oh, I forgot she had a lot of kids. Yeah, so she had a baby, This I think it's Kylie, at 17, when she was 17, with her like high school boyfriend. They didn't work out. Then she gets married. Then she has two more kids. I think it's two more sons. And then, then, then that person and her break up. So I don't know where those kids are. They're not definitely not you know dress shopping. Maybe they're with Maybe their dad. Maybe they're minors, yeah. Maybe they're with their dad. Yeah. And their dad was like, not all my kids are part of this. Yeah. I, Justine, to me, seems like someone who is like a female, like in Peter Pan, someone who has not grown up. Like she, she, her mannerisms, everything that seems like she's like trying to rebel against something, but she like already has a whole ass life, you know, with a whole ass adult job, you know, like she, there's a way that she kind of carries herself. And there's a lot of also with her, like throughout her segment, you'll see like nails upon her extensions where she's like moving her hair out of her way, like in such a way that makes me feel like, oh, you're like cosplaying as like a 22 year old, like perpetual. You like want to be, you think it's like hot and cute to be like, mm, I really, I don't know. There's something about her that I'm like, you're grown though. Like a lot of things have already happened for you, you know? So like, let's move it up a notch. Let's like, let's, let's live at the like, you know, 
whatever let's live at the wattage you should be living at yeah i mean i guess i just i just there i think there are just always going to be people in this world who when they have children are going to always take the the road of like my children are going to take me down or like whatever like they're, yeah, yeah. Like they're like i'm not going to be a mom mom like i'm a mom and i love my kids but i'm not like a mom and i'm like what does that mean i mean i do get what that means because i do I, I feel like i would be the same way too like i feel like I'm like, ugh, these kids are, are, don't define me. I think I might be that way, that way too. So I, I get it to a certain extent, but it is something very immature about her and her mom sees it and her mom hates it. Yep, yep. That's exactly what her mom hates about her. Yeah. yeah. Her mom reads like almost like New York. They're like, yeah, they're in uh, Pennsylvania. Her mom feels like New York, Long Island, you know, like possibly Italian, possibly Jewish, that kind of this like very thick accent. God bless. I enjoy it. So yeah. Basically, also, we get to have a little more information about who Mike is, okay? And basically, Mike is a rapper, my loves, and his rap name, name is, is Montana Mills. Yes. So how they met is Justine works with his mom as a medication tech or some kind of tech in the, in the health care field. Mm -hmm. And uh, she introduced them. The mom introduced them. So she already has a leg up because a lot of times these families feel some kind of way with this new girl trying to come in. Now, here's the, here's the like, the, the wrong word is coup d'etat. Uh, here's the like thing that's happening that's the secret you know in all Matt Sharp entertainment productions there must be a secret is that Justine is keeping this marriage away from Mike's mom even though she fully yeah. has a relationship with Mike's mom and she says that I don't know why she's not telling them it's going to be surprised but they're all going up there they're all going up to the prison to meet Mike and there's going to be a surprise wedding and she's trying on wedding dresses with the intent to not buy. Like at some point halfway through it, she like lets loose that she can't wear a lot of the things there because the metal detectors are going to go off and she needs to wear something super conservative because she can't show her tatas, her back, her arms. Like they don't want these hussies going in there tempting these men, right? And so she's going to have to have a very demure wedding dress. And so it's like, the, I'm sure the wedding dress person is just like, um... If you're watching on Patreon, you can see the wedding dress person's reaction. It's not the same reaction, but it's what I think it is. Of her just being like, okay, so you're wasting my time? Like, who's paying me? Who's going to tip me? Did, did the Matt Sharp Entertainment pay me to do this? Because you know you can't wear any of these things I'm bringing out to you. You just said it. Yeah, and you also said you need a dress by tomorrow. So it's like, unless I have something for you now, it's like it. Like, however, you know what? This dress could work. Because yes, I could go through a metal detector in this white lace nap dress. Now, mm -hmm. Wa is wearing some of Vermont's finest lingerie from the Vermont County store. Look at us right now on Patreon as we give you white, virginal, bridal lingerie chic. She yes. keeps describing our outfits because she wants you guys to join us on Patreon. She wants you to go to patreon.com slash sweeties and join so that you could actually get the visuals of what Chris is describing. I'm Wa wouldn't mind it either. So anyway, moving on. So listen we also get a then a scene where mike calls i mean it's the same scene so mike calls and she's like super nervous to see him tomorrow we also realize that like you know she was putting money on the books to call him like you know like that that all cost money and it was on her doing but yeah so he calls and you know she's incredibly nervous very very like uh immature like very like a little school girl in love we also see like her barrage of dresses that she's been trying on like one's kind of like an audrey hepburn one is like a cotton bodycon shirt dress you know i was like that's a dress like is that that i mean that looks like naked wardrobe or like a skims number or something and then uh the next scene is that when she then goes out and hangs out with his kids and his mom and everyone you know what do you think there's of that? a lot of kids 
There's yeah. a lot of kids between them. Mm-hmm. And the kids all like her and hug her. And the sis, not so much. Then she says something about, like, the mother hugs her, his three kids hug her. And she's the sister says something like, I'm very protective of my brother. Mm-hmm. And whenever I have, like, a sister say that about their brother that they allow to, like, sell drugs and, like, do mm-hmm. shenanigans, mm-hmm. I think to myself, are you protective? Did you protect them? Yeah. Because the, a lot of times these parents and siblings say this about the, the people who are in jail. And I'm like, you didn't do a good job. You're not a good protector. Yeah. Because this person is not being protected currently. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you protecting them from? Not the, wor- the violence of the world. Touche. I don't know. I hate when they say that. Because I'm just like, you're, you're, you're not doing a, per- a sister or a sibling who protects a, another sibling, make sure that sibling graduates from high school, makes sure that sibling like gets a job, make sure that that sibling, you know, they protect them fully. Did you do that? Do you feel like you did that? No. Oh, okay. I feel like my job was just to make sure that, yeah, I know I didn't protect them. My job I'm was- I'm only asking to, it's an only child, so yeah. Yeah. No, my job was to, to set an example. Uh-huh. I didn't have to make sure that they got anywhere on time. Like only if they were with me, uh, I never had to do like those duties, but I had to set an example and it was very annoying. Did you like take your siblings, like do you drive them places? Did you have to like, Mm-mm. yeah, no. Cause I didn't, I didn't get a car until after I graduated high school. And by then I was very angry. So I was like, Oh no, I'm not doing anything for anybody. Like, no. You have to tell me 24 hours in advance if you want me to do stuff. I'm not like a spur of the moment, like get up and go. Yeah. His sis is like 50-50 that this thing is going to work with him. You know, it's like she doesn't, he, I think that she also is not saying that like, she feels like her bro, like, and he's, you know, they put up a bunch of pictures of him just like living his life, you know, like single, like is a want, is a man that is desirable and therefore is going to want to date other women. And so I feel like from, she's not saying that, but she feels like, for a bunch of reasons, it's not going to work out with them. But she's giving them 50-50. And this girl just, again, like, you know, every time she, he talk, she talks to her sister, Justine talks, and she's like, she's, con- and this is the thing where we have to, like, know. Like, she is constantly, like, doing her, like, touching her extensions, moving them out of the way. And there is just something a little shallow and vain about that in such a way that, like, doesn't read uh, mother of many children. Yeah, it's, like, nervous. It's, like, a nervous behavior. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, the sister's probably right. Like, the guys, never they always, like, they are really into the girl who's helping them out while they're in prison. And then once they come out of prison, they realize they have many more options in the world. Like, you know, it's it's all a part of the game. All it takes is, like, Justine to be, like, kind of bitchy once or, like, mean once. And he's like, man, why do I have to deal with this? And then yeah. he's not going to deal with that. Yeah, he doesn't. All right. So next couple that we're going to talk about is Ty and Hottie. You remember them. You remember as Ty, the titty swinging crazy woman from season one, who was just always trying to fight Boston. Also, if you guys watched my channel, Just Call Me Wah, you know that Ty was creeping in our live sessions. Like she was definitely there, like very concerned that we didn't believe that she was 37 years old. I mean, her behavior is like, didn't give me that and also she looked a little older than 37 so like that was my take and oh you thought she was older than 37 mm-hmm. so she's like yeah i'm 37 we're like okay ma'am um <gasps> but anyway so you remember her she's a mortician she's not really a mortician she does those makeup for the dead and she's the jamie curtis jamie lee curtis character from my girl 
I was fascinated with trying to find out exactly what palette she was using on this dead body. What do you think it is? When, when wild. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to spend any yeah, amount of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't need this, like, they don't need it to blend well. They don't need it to last at all. There is no primer on this dead person. They just need this color to be there for 15 minutes when that person's, like, family comes. And then it's going to, like, lock and go underneath the ground. Like, could you imagine just, like, spending... Oh, here's the thing. I'm going to literally put into my will that the makeup that is used on me better be top of the line top you better paint my face with chanel and natasha denona and huda and like westman atelier and victoria back i mean did I you want... put it on the age cap did you put an age cap on it like if i die at like no oh okay why just because like if you live to like be like 90 yeah. and then they're putting that kind of makeup on you you're gonna look crazy not if, not if they do a good job i don't i'm gonna be honest with you what? After a certain age, uh -huh. makeup looks crazy on women to me. Have you seen like Sophia Loren though? Like, you know, like there's a way to do it. I don't know. Here's the thing. It's my death and I'm not gonna, I mean, you know, it's my death and I'm not gonna worry about, you know, clogging my pores, you know, like I don't have to worry about that anymore. Like post humor zits. I'm just gonna like bury me. I'm gonna sleep. So I'm going to sleep in all my makeup for one last time. And it's going to be the best of the best. Anyway, so, so wait, are you gonna like? What if you had to get somebody to come in and do a test run on you? Like, if it was like on your deathbed and you're like, um, I don't know, Layla, Layla, my cousin, my yeah. my net, my niece is gonna do a makeup. No, I'm telling you, you're gonna oh. tell Layla to find someone to do your makeup. Oh, yeah, like, she's yeah. gonna be an adult then. Girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who does she think she's gonna like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, listen, I said a pro, so Layla's not gonna be. I yeah, mean, yeah, no, mm -hmm. she's gonna get the pro. Like, yeah. hey, Layla. Yeah. Get, yes, get Auntie Titi a get, pro get, on Instagram yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. Instagram And let her is. come and let, let's see my makeup. And then yeah. Layla's like, okay, Auntie Titi. And she just like hires the person. The person comes in and does a test run. And you're like, no, no, yeah. I want this. I want this. So, yeah. so she had like, this is the fantasy. She, you have to have do several test runs before you can decide who's going to actually do it. I'm going to get buried with a full strip of, with a full strip of lashes also. So you're not going to have that many lashes left at like 90, whatever, or like 120. I mean, who knows? <laughs> 120. I just read somewhere that someone born today will live to be 150, which I was like, oh, that's great news. And wow, because of technology and like yeah, medicine? Yes. Oh and my God. And biohacking and who knows. We're not going to live to that? No, we will live to, then that means if that person now is going to live to 150, that means that we will probably live to like at least like 110. No, we're going to live to like 93. No, there are already people already living. No, our, like our dads are going to live to 99. Could you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. So if they if they live to ninety nine and then we will live to like a hundred and like seven. My dad just told me that he can't lift things because his back is out. It made me so sad. He told me that yesterday and he's only seventy three. I don't know if I give him a good twenty years. That's what I tell him. Twenty years. Just keep it together for another twenty years from me. Okay. Remember the show we're talking about? It's love after love, love after lockup. So anyway, basically, so we go back to Ty and Hottie. And oh, let me just explain it. I know okay, I can okay. do it very clear and concise. Chris will be like, blah, blah, blah. okay. Anyway, so remember, Ty, remember Ty was dating Hottie, and then some girl named Boston popped up and was like, "That's my man. I've been with him for eleven years." And so then Ty <laughs> met up with Boston, and she was supposed to meet up with Boston at Kyoko's hair shop because that's where she, that's how she through Kyoko, whatever her name is. She or yeah, Kyoko, Kyoko. She met 
Hadi because Kyoko and Hadi are cousins. And um, when she got to the shot, remember she tried to like roll up on some unsuspecting victim because she thought it was Boston because she was watching the cameras, the like surveillance cameras on the outside of the beauty shops in order to see who was rolling up. And then she came out like a bat out of hell and it wasn't even the person. The person was like, what? And she was like, oh, I thought she was somebody else. And then she's like, I'm not, I'm tired of sitting around here waiting. So she leaves after she waited for maybe 10 minutes for Boston to roll up. Cause mainly she didn't want Boston to like play her and have her waiting there all day. And then as soon as she leaves, Boston rolls up and Boston's like, where'd that bitch at? And they're like, oh, she left. And she's like, oh, whatever. So then they ended up meeting up later on in front of the mortuary. Does she really work there? And I mean, or do they really want that publicity on their mortuary so bad that they're willing to have one of their workers outside fighting? So remember she was wearing the polka dot outfit and she like fought and her titties came out and it was really disgusting. And then remember also in this episode, they showed another situation in which Boston and, and uh, Ty got together again. And Boston showed Ty a sweatshirt that she was wearing with Hottie's face on it. And that Ty got upset and she like jumped over the picnic style table to fight Boston. It's just like, she's just trying to fight Boston this entire time. All the while knowing that she has a network of men in prison that she is talking to. Hottie is not the only person that Ty is talking to. Ty is talking to like five guys in prison. She has a whole like investigative, like stalker, crazy person board in a part of her house that has their pictures, the crimes they committed, how much money she sent them, how many gifts they've sent her, how many times a day she talks to them, and on which phone. The girl has like three different phones that she uses to talk to all these different inmates. It's like, how do you have all the money and the time? Not to mention, you're doing this in front of your kids. She's got like a teenager or two. It is so ridiculous. Anyways, that's Ty. And in this episode, Hottie proposes to her she goes half of the episode talking about she's over him and how frustrated she is with him and how he's do done her wrong with boston and boston the boston situation just threw her off completely and then his his cousin comes over kyoko and hands her a phone because he's she's been ignoring his phone calls and he proposes to her kyoko gives her a ring and i have a picture of that scene I also have the, a little bit of the letter that he wrote her. Oh my God, the letter. I forgot about that part. The letter, it was like a whole dramatic reading of it. Go yeah. ahead, Chris. You are breaking my heart. I love you because you hold me down. You are my ride or die. It's like, I mean, you know, it's just like, I love you because what you do for me. I love you because you make, because you love me. I love you because it's like, it's, you know, it's, He's like, I love you because you're hot. I love you because you're sexy. I love you because you hold me down. I love you because you're my, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it's a very superficial kind of like need of someone. And I just will say this. So she is, you know, when she's at the mortuary, she's talking to someone of her coworkers. Rhonda. Rhonda, who has Jamaican colored dreads. You see them? No, they were pink to me. On my screen, they were pink. I didn't see any green, red, I mean, green, any green, black, and yellow. Yeah, it was like multicolor. They were they were very interesting. I was just like, did you bleach the whole thing? And then just like, yeah, you bleach, bleach the whole thing. And then you like pick which parts will be and you can just kind of like put that part and die. Why do you think it's bleach? Because to get the color, you'd have to like bleach it first. You bleach every, to, to dye any hair. Oh, it was her natural hair? I thought it was braids. So I guess we were talking oh, about this. God damn people. it, maybe you're right. It, or braids or dreads, right? I thought they were braids. I didn't see any of the Jamaican colors that she was talking about. I saw pink and red. And I th it could have just been me because I was watching it on the internet. 
So I thought maybe my coloring was off, but you know, braids are themselves come in different colors. On the same shaft? Shaft is a weird, weird word. On the same shaft. What does that mean? Like one strand Yeah, one strand. Hair. Yeah. Yeah, you buy packs of hair and the, the whole pack is a different color. It's a color. Okay, so if I, if we were on Patreon, we can look and see, like, you know, like, if I take one of your things, you know how there's multiple colors on one thing? Mm -hmm. So my thought is that they had bleached this in order to bleach, to, like, get okay, this. Okay, who is they? The person styling knows. The person who manufactured this hair did this. Yeah, bleached it. Yes. To get it to, so that some parts of it are different colors than the other yes. parts. Yeah, because in order to get that the light part at the end, you'd have to bleach it. Yes. Yeah. So if you were going to also dye it red and green, would you have also bleached, bleached it to like get it to those places too? Again, who? The people that manufactured it. Yes. So when when the person who styles the hair or the person who wants the hair in the, in the style purchases it, it's already done. So there's no thought on my end about how this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I, the reason why I think about it is because if you notice, I probably am not a natural blonde as I do have some roots, honey. And then to do those roots, you're going to have to bleach my hair to get it to be not that dark and then do whatever you want on top, which is like some sort of like caramely situation. Or have whatever. you ever been in a black beauty salon? No, I wish I have. Okay. We got to take you on because I think you're having like a, a like, you know, you truly aren't understanding what's happening. No, I do know what's happening. It's just that it's different. So I don't know what she does. Yeah. I didn't know that if she had done it herself or that she bought it that way, but now I'm realizing what you're telling me is that Chris, she bought it that way. And I'm like, okay, she bought it that way, you know? But like, yeah, when I think of, when I look at hair, I just like can only really like talk about my own knowledge of my hair you know and of the hair that I've had which is different for everyone mm -hmm. yeah it really is different okay so that's really all that happens hottie proposes and you know it's it's stupid and then right immediately afterwards she gets a phone call from prison and instead of not answering it she chooses to answer it she leaves kyoko in the house by herself while she literally runs outside to the point where she doesn't even know how to get out of her own back door she doesn't know how to unlock her own back door to get outside so that she can answer the phone and then tell this person, you know, I love you, right? And then she's like, well, if my last name hasn't changed, then I'm still single. I'm on the market. Wow. What does she want bad. ultimately? She just, she wants, just wants to be on TV. She's 100% just wants to be on TV. Okay, so she doesn't, she doesn't like, she like wants Hottie to be with her and she's just like, but or she's addicted to love. Seems like for someone, I'll be honest, like it seems like for someone to have put together what she's put together to have like this kind of like scan or con of like love from men, even if it's like fake love, it feels also someone who is in desperate need of attention and validation in such a way to yeah. go through the lengths in which that she is, you know, like, of course we know maybe some people that will go on dating websites and like have a bunch of people they're talking to or whatever, but in order to mastermind the communication and what she probably wants from men in prison, which is someone who is, stuck in a situation where they only can really deal with you know her like if they don't have to deal with other you know life situations there's something mm -hmm. about that that is feels like a little specific i imagine she gets cheated on a lot like i feel like the type of guy this guys that she goes after probably cheats on her and then i think she is probably i don't know driving her a little crazy or maybe she's just kind of ghetto and like you know she does have her own stuff. Like she does have her own home. She has her own car. So she's relatively independent. Mm. I don't know if she's getting paid, but any of her baby daddies, like I'm not sure. But mm. what it is, is that Ty seems like a well put together woman who is just crazy. Okay. That's what happens sometimes. 
Okay. Oh, also what Kyoko brings is the same yellow hoodie that Boston had. That it, So it's a ring and the same yellow hoodie. And Boston's like, well, he seems to give that hoodie to everybody. And I'm like, and then you accept the proposal? You accept the ring and the proposal because that's how much you just, I don't know, want to be proposed to? And she, I don't know. She, I think she said before, this is one of her, like, she's been proposed to a lot in her life. Oh, must be nice. I mean, obviously it's not quality. Next customer. Or <laughs> next, quality of a quantity. Yeah. Next person that we have is Melissa and Louie. Louie's crime was armed robbery. And basically he's a drug, he's a druggie. Like he's an addict. And, and, you know, we, I can say what I want to say about drug addicts, but then you have someone like Brittany who was like successful upon coming out of prison. And but it's just so crazy that to me that somebody would date someone who is a former addict and got clean in prison. Like I would need you to get clean before prison. So she's from New Jersey and she's a mail carrier. Does, does that mean she's a postwoman? Does that mean that she just works at the post office? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Great job. Great job. And she puts on some cheerleading costume for him because they're having like a FaceTime video. And I guess it was from when she was in high school and she also like tries to take it off. It's like, she like does, spells his name and then tries to take it off at some point. And, uh, but it's tight on her because she's like, I'm, I'm a little bit bigger than what I was in high school. And I said, you know what? Congratulations that you can even get into an outfit that you wore in high school. Cause it's been 20 years. Yeah. And that's how she knows him. So they went to high school together and he was <clears throat> the bad boy, super popular, bad boy, hot as a, and she was mediocrely popular popular from like a group that was like, you know, like in the know, but she probably wasn't like the, you know, the cutest badutest girl in that group, you know, whatever. And she just like always thought that Louis was like so hot, you know? And so fast forward to a situation where he is now in prison and then he like adds a Facebook back to his life and starts to add some people and like, whatever messages her and is like hey melissa you look hot you know he's like in jail and she's like oh i do i look hot oh you know and she's like so into it and then she just starts a relationship with him and she i mean i said this before i guess about <clears throat> justine or whatever but she fully like regresses to a high school place with this man where it feels like she's just like the hot boy in high school thinks I'm hot, like wants to be with me. You know, like she describes herself as never been married, never been engaged, always makes bad choices, but now it's different. She feels like now she's not making a bad choice when it's like each, um, I, I, ma'am, I, nothing has changed. I mean, not, not one, this is not different. Nothing is different so yeah so yeah he robbed a liquor store with a butcher knife trying to score drugs and he has been in prison for nine and a half years so she goes to this italian restaurant tutto bene with uh jordan and sherry and sherry is melissa's sister and they literally like are like you're so dumb because her big thing is that she just like can't wait to go to the high school reunion and be like, guess who I'm with now? The hot guy that you guys all know that's been in prison for nine and a half years. Yeah, I think these women truly don't understand. Maybe they haven't watched enough Love After Lockup and Love During Lockup to really understand the fact that, yeah, if someone has been in prison for nine and a half years, they're like little babies when they come out. 
There are babies who think they know, which is even the worst. There are people who don't know anything about the way the world works. They've never paid bills. They've never had to procure their own meals, or at least they haven't had to procure their own. Could you imagine not having to procure your own meals for nine and a half years, and then all of a sudden you come out and you have to think about what it is that you want to eat? Like while you're in prison, you're like, oh, I wish I could get some fried chicken. Oh, I wish I could get that. But now that you're out, you literally have to just kind of pace yourself. You can't order all the food. You have to just go. You have to like discern, make, you have to think about what you're going to wear in the morning. Like all of a sudden, all of life's little things that have been stripped from you are now put back into your possession and you, it's overwhelming. And so many people have such a hard time, especially when all of a sudden they are thrust into a relationship where they are in charge of somebody else's emotional grid. Yeah. Especially if these two are leaning on each other, the women Every single time a woman takes a man out of prison, she's always expecting him to come out and take care of house and home. She's always expecting him to come out and just go get a job. And it's like, it's not that easy. If yes, if you were in prison for a year, for two years, okay, you might be able to do it. But honestly, three years and more, almost a decade, none of that is going to be easy. That person needs to go and live with their mother. They need to go live with a person who isn't going to depend on them emotionally, who isn't going to depend on them financially, who's going to have all the patience in the world to help them get to where they need to go. And usually a woman, especially if she's got kids, does not have the patience for another man. I completely agree. For somehow, somehow Chance and Taylor last season, like he just jumped out wanting to like join a whole ass thing. I mean, I don't know. Chance is the, is the exception to the rule. Yeah. And But he's also annoying in his own right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she seems, I mean, listen, she seems crazy. And by she, I mean Melissa. And her sister is like, you could do so much better. But like, I don't know. Her friend is like, get your head out of your ass. Now, Melissa is not ugly either. Like, I, I could see, if she was like, not that cute, I could be like, okay, I could see what's happening here. But no, I think she just chooses the wrong person uh, all the time. Like Justine does? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so basically... She, you know, she's like, wants to like put on a sexy show. She like was so happy to like be with this hot guy. She just thinks he's so hot. She's yeah. like, you know, like, but in my mind, I'm also like, are you envisioning someone from like 15 years ago? Like how often does she see him now where she knows what he looks like now and like what he's like now? I don't know. Anybody who's addicted to drugs is not hot to me. Like you don't get, you're not hot. You're addicted to drugs. Where'd you get that water? Is that the same water from before? No, I had it with me. Oh. I love you. So, uh, all right. Well, God bless. That's it. Moving on to, to Emily and I don't know how to say his name. Dury? Dowry? It's a crazy name. It must be like Dowry. It might be a Spanish name that I'm not used to saying. This Dowry. picture is so weird. Why does it look like this picture has been like photoshopped of him? It does it feels, look like it. It feels like the AI version of him. It's not yeah. actually him. It's yeah, like, it's like a, a cartoon version of him. Yeah. It looks like I'm about to pick a player for like a video game and it's like, I'll pick Dowry. You know, yeah. and for some reason the game is like people in prison yeah like is his name really like the meaning of it it's like what you, what you give to a family when you're coming into their lives like a dowry for marriage well if, if what you're giving is two stimulus checks yeah so we meet emily emily is getting her master's degree for criminal justice she wants to be a defense attorney and so she happened upon a prison dating website because of her history of searching things online and so it was like you like criminals 
here's this. And so then she met up with Dowry. She thought it'd be something fun to do. I don't know how much money she actually spends on this person, but she gets it back in other ways. Somehow this man has made her his attorney of power. Maybe it's like a manipulation tactic. Like maybe he thinks like, oh, if I make her my attorney of power, then I'm letting her know that I really like love her and respect her and I want to be with her. But at the same time, he's scamming other women for money because he like, you know, why not? Do you think he's scamming other women for money? Yeah, he spent, he started speaking Spanish that one time. Oh yeah, we are. We forgot about that. Sorry, I forget about that. That's an amazing thing. Okay, so yeah, she decides, you know, she's a criminal defense attorney, as I said, or wants to get, or wants to be. So she also decides to just on national TV admit to like being a criminal by stealing his stimulus checks, which, and which, I mean, it's not the greatest, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that, she did it on camera. She said it on camera. She's like, he doesn't know, but I used two of his stimulus checks to, um, to buy this ring. Now, unless that's a lie and she's doing it just for the plot line and the producers told her to do it. And then if they, somebody were to go to check, she actually hadn't done it. Like then that would be like the only way she's truly going to get away with admitting that she did that. Cause not only did she admit that she did it, she did the crime while being filmed, which is why we see her and her friend slash, you know, proprietor of a bar she frequents. They go into a New York jewelry store, my faves, and she gets a beautiful ass ring for twenty two fifty, no tax. And she walks out, you you know, having paid with it from his money. And then she calls her later on and he's like, put some money on my books. And she's like, I'll think about it. Like, she's very much like, yeah, I'm just doing this because I'm bored and I want to see what's up. And so it makes me feel like maybe she isn't being scammed, but not scammed. Maybe she isn't being a fool and like putting money on this, this man's books. But a, a part of me is like, maybe that's what she's just doing to the cameras. Like maybe she wants us to believe that she isn't putting money on this man's books, but truthfully she is. Yeah, it's it's confusing. She looks, you know, like she looks different all the time. Like she has like this little cute hair style. Like he keeps showing, he has a picture. She showed him a picture where she has like long straight hair. And he was like, oh, I thought that she was a catfish. You know, she's like so hot or whatever and um but yeah at the same time as we alluded to she tells a story which is that he calls one day and she picks up uh from jail he calls from jail where he is and he just starts speaking spanish and she doesn't speak spanish and so it was then obvious that he, he thought she was someone else like he has so many women that he you know talks to or whatever that like he would just be like oh hola mi linda and she's like who's linda you know <laughs> <laughs> you know and he's like oh you know god bless so yeah so that's and so when she caught him she got him so sure her, her energy is very much like don't f with me um i'm sassy i'm fun you know like i i'm street smart you know like i i i'm into it you know she has the she has a chest tattoo which you know is kind of goes against what I was just saying about being that smart, but ha ha ha, you know, God bless, it's not for me. She also at one point, it's not the shirt, but she is wearing a shirt while she jewelry shops that reminded me of one of those like 90s hyper color shirts, the tie dye shirts that like, if you took the cotton and you like, like did, you know, like that kind of like hot breath or whatever, it would change the color of the shirt to be like tie dye, but like make it like if it was like a purple shirt, I would like, it would like turn like hot pink. There's a lot of fun podcasts people listening and like, why is this woman keep like breathing like that? It's because you know, you have to like exhale your best breath on the cotton to turn it a different color. And so it would, it was like a, you know, hyper color shirt. Anyway, so also what Chris wants you to do is she wants you to go to patreon.com slash docusweeties and join our Patreon for $10 a month so you can see exactly what she's doing. Great. So 
Anything else about them? No. Next couple is Emily and nope. nope. Next couple is Chelsea, Chelsea and Mikey. Chelsea and Mikey. What an interesting couple. So we have Chelsea who's 39 and Mikey who's 32. Chelsea looking like her Cruella de Vil finest in this like white and brown haired, you know, side by side. She's, you know, so she is from Columbus, Ohio. She's deaf and a single mom and her son is 10 years old. And so we see them bowling and we're like, oh, this is, this is an interesting, you know, beginning expository moment. And then suddenly all of the sound cuts out. Wow. Because they want us to be so dramatic and know that not only did, are they being diverse now with their with their people, they're being diverse now with different abilities. And so she is a deaf mom who's really, really close to her father. Also, this woman had was in a very long relationship with somebody who was physically abusive to her and is now in prison because of it. So Chelsea has been through a lot. She's been through a lot. And I was actually really happy that the people around her were signing. Cause sometimes I feel like depending on your like cultural group that people in your life might not be as apt to learning how to sign in order to communicate with you. And I thought it was really lovely that her friend was doing it, even though her friend did do more lipping than, than signing and the dad too. Like the dad, I feel like the dad was signing every other word, but it, I really, really like Chelsea and I hope the best for her. I really do. Look I at this know. great picture of her dad. I want the best for her too, but I just don't know if the best is Mikey. Yeah. So basically, yeah, Mikey is this big ass, you know, like bodybuilder type or whatever mm -hmm. that they started video messaging and like, and so maybe there's a thing where if you are differently abled, you have different ways in which you can like get communication. So if you are getting communication with someone who's maybe hearing or vision impaired, there's like sort of like texting or writing, you can do whatever. And so they would have video chats or video messages back and forth. And, you know, he thought that she was hot. And so, you know, he started setting stuff back or whatever. And she was, you know, really into it because most guys aren't as open to maybe communicating with her as you know as someone who would be in jail and thusly has a lot of time on his hands yeah so she says that it's hard for her to date because a lot of guys give up when coming to date her because they have to learn you know american sign language and that she's taught him a few words in american sign language and she's really happy that he's actually trying to learn it but he is concerned about their language barrier to me which means that he's actually not planning on learning sign I mean, like, what else do you have to do in prison besides learn things? Like, you, there's no, I mean, there might not be any books. Let me just say, there might not be any books to teach him American Sign Language. He might not be able to request books to teach him American Sign Language. But if you have nothing else to do, just learn American Sign Language. Yeah, it isn't, it, uh, yeah. I know how to say, hi, my name is Chris. And I also know how to say, I can jump high, which is weird. And I know how to say the Lord. So I, it's a bit, you know, like... From here, I, it's really, I got a few more words left, honey, I'm fluent, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I know how to do the alphabet. I can do my name is as well, and I can say thank you. I, I don't think there's a word for you're welcome, because every time I ask, like, they're like, oh, yeah, she's, I'm like, oh, okay, well, anyway, so that's what I know. That's what I know. So this woman is a housekeeper. And poor girl, she is just putting money on that man's books. It costs money for her to talk to him, and... I just feel like he's taking advantage of her, honestly, because he knows that she doesn't have the money to do this. And she's like, what, gotta work extra and shit in order to like pay for the things that he wants. And it's just, 
this life is not for the faint of heart. The life of a woman or a man or any person on the outside who wants to love and take care of someone on the inside. Like I couldn't do that with somebody that went in before I knew them. I could only do it for some, and even then, like the person that I taught, I didn't get put shit on his books. Like, like the time he asked me, I was like, uh, yeah, your family's going to have to do that. That's not my job. So yeah, it's because when you go to prison, you don't have that much money. And like every month you want to put, you want to get like top ramen packets as opposed to like, so you need like money in your books for commissary and, and calls. Extras and calls and like stuff like that. And it's just like, I was just like, nobody told you to go to prison. Like that was my thing. Like you, you made a choice and you're a bad criminal. And like, so now this is the stuff, I'm not going to put money on your books. Like, I don't feel like that's appropriate for you to ask me to do that. I mean, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, maybe some, you know. I mean, it's. I get it. I'm not giving. I'm not giving. I put money on my brother. Like when my brother went to prison for that, like little bit of time for his like situation, like, but because his was completely different, I would yeah. never ever do it for someone who like committed a crime. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't either, except for you or my dad or Monique. Oh, thanks. So basically, that's it. Yeah, I'm like, this was a weird, they were like, kind of like a little boring couple, like, uh, you know, like, who? I thought Chelsea and Mikey were boring. Oh, no, I didn't think so at all. We also have an, other couples that we haven't met yet. There's like this kind of like weird, rich streaming guy who's like, dating some girl named Sincere A or Sincere A or something. We don't know. She has like, doll eyes. We're not quite sure. You know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen all the previews yet. <laughs> I mean, but what I saw was like a more to love episode too. So I think I saw more epi- more things in this episode than you did. Really? Yeah. Did you see the dad? Did you see Chelsea's dad? No. I thought I, I when, you saw when you brought that up, I was like, no, that, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. There's other stuff too. It was called More to Love. So I saw that. That's the episode I saw. So I saw like a longer episode of this. Ty going to the hypnotist. Did you see Ty going to the hypnotist? It was so stupid. No. It was the stupidest thing. It was like those, Ty is such an actress. Like give her, she doesn't deserve an award because she's bad at it. But yeah. All right. More to Love, just like me, you know. (laughs) But what a great fun season we'll have when we learn everyone and we get into the thick of it they have like some great you know into the thick of it a lot of fun moments in the trailer for what's going to happen so it seems like a juicy season you Mm -hmm. know other than that we love you guys so much if you want to keep up with us you're welcome to do it we are docusweeties on instagram hi also docusweeties one on twitter docusweeties one on tiktok my name is chris farah you can follow me on instagram or twitter i'm chris l farah that's wa she's just called me wa wa mentioned because wa would love if you would if you want if you can to join our patreon at patreon.com backslash what is it again docusweeties yep it is to get our exclusive unedited immediately uploaded stream of this so what you're listening with a visual component and as we can mention we're in beautiful white lingerie for you like just virginal brides for you this season lingerie Um, in the very broad sense of the word we are in nightwear we're not in lingerie in my mind but if you guys if you guys have a broad understanding of lingerie the way chris is then you'd be like okay i understand we are not i'm not in a teddy i'm in a grandma full, (laughs) full cotton fucking dress okay and eileen fisher's finest Uh, so uh, thanks guys we'll talk to you later Bye. bye